Greetings, Nation. You just tuned into another episode of your favorite podcast, Phenomena Nations. Speaking the truth since 2018, I'm your host, Max Pachette. Greetings, nation! You just tuned into another episode of your favorite podcast, Phenomena Nations. You spewed the truth since 2018. I'm your host, Max Bichette, and today we have a lot of things we're going to be talking about. Well, maybe not a lot, but a few things. A few good things. We're going to review an album, obviously. Um, a few other things I want to talk about. A little bit, maybe a little bit of conspiracy. Just. Throw it in there, so yeah, you know. Anyway, uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. So it's gonna be a fun episode, I think. Today, I'm glad you tuned in on uh, whether it be on your favorite po- favorite podcatcher or 88.5 Crap Radio. We're always uh, we're always happy to have you on here listening. So tell your friends about it. It'd be great if you told your friends about it. But you know, whatever. We're just going to go play a song right now. Coming up next, we have... Uh... Damn it, I forgot the name of it. Why I Still Feel Nothing by No Blood, No Foul. They're a uh, Saskatoon... What were a Saskatoon-based... Hardcore slash metalcore band... So, that's coming up next on Phenomena Nation's podcast. We'll be right back.
Alright Nation, we're back um, on 88.5 Crap Radio, or on your favorite podcatcher, you, you're listening to Phenomena Nation's podcast, I'm Max Pichette, and we're going to be reviewing our weekly album. Now this album is a little bit shorter, but it is still an amazing, amazing album. This is the debut album by Megadeth, Killing Is My Business, and Business Is Good. Now, I've heard this is... So, Megadeth is one of the big four in American thrash metal, along with Anthrax, Slayer, and Metallica. Well, Metallica was... Like, they were... Alright, so... Sorry, I was interrupted by a uh, phone call. Anyway, so I've seen this album... I'm not interrupted by a phone call. It was nice to talk to someone. But anyway, so this album has actually, I've heard described as the worst of the Big Four's debut. However, I completely disagree with that. Now, it is definitely better than Kill 'Em All. Kill 'Em All is a great record. Don't get me wrong. It was It's definitely the best by Metallica. However, it was mostly written by Dave Mustaine. Like, guitar-wise, anyway. But this, but... Then he, uh, this is actually the last, um, to come out of the Big Four's debut. It went, um, Metallica's Kill Em All, Slayer's Show No Mercy, Anthrax's Fistful of Metal, and then Megadeth's Killing Is My Business. And now this, this is, hands down, my favorite one of the Big Four. It's the heaviest, it's the fastest, and it has the coolest, um, uh, cover art, so... You know, and also Megadeth is my favorite of the big four, um, so that's kind of you know this is basically like, in essence, this is Kill 'Em All but better. You know, I've heard I've heard people say, oh, it's not better. It's just uh, it's it's not the same. No, it's definitely better. And and again, it's not it, that's not like set in stone. That's just my opinion. Megadeth is my favorite, so obviously I'm a little biased. So. I've listened to Megadeth since I was like a kid. It was that was kind of how I developed my taste in music. Megadeth was like my first r- like real introduction to metal. Of course, I listened to like Megadeth. No, not uh, Me- not Megadeth. Uh, Metallica and uh, Alice Cooper and stuff like that. But Megadeth is when I first started like really getting into it because it it was just such, it was like a it was so like. It was like a new sound. It was so cool. I, re- I just really like Megadeth. So, you know. Anyway, on to the album review. Starting off with the first track, Last Rites, Love to Death. And it's kind of, it, I think Last Rites and slash Love to Death is kind of like a two thing, but whatever. It, it starts without this, with this uh, really cool uh, piano. Like, you have to listen to it. But it, it's, it's piano, and then it just starts off, and it's really heavy. Just, it's. It's, like, the best, not the best, but a really good thrash song and a really good way to start off the album. So, um, Last Rites, Love to Death, some of the best, uh, some of the best riffs, you know, again, I, it's just that, like, uh, that piano, that piano that starts, just starts off the song, and it's very, very amazing. I love the sound of it. The next is Killing Is My Business and Business Is Good, the title track. 
again, this is just one of the, one of the most amazing songs I've ever heard. It's, uh, it's so heavy. It, it, it's just, I believe it's based off of the Punisher um, comic book series, which is Dave Mustaine's favorite, favorite comic book character, if I'm not mistaken. My favorite, too, actually. Uh, Punisher's great. It's it's kind of a... I think it's based off of the Punisher. It's about a hitman type guy. So Then the Skull Beneath the Skin. That's another heavy, very heavy song. Very big fan of that. Um, there's not too much to say about it. It's just a really good song. Next, Rattlehead. Now, again, this is like Whiplash. The, like the song Whiplash off of uh, Metallica's Kill Em All. Except, you know, better. It's, uh... It, it's... Basically, the song lyrics are very similar. The song, just musically, it's, itself is very similar. So, that's Rattlehead. And it's actually... Their mascot is Vic Rattlehead, Victor Rattlehead. So, you know, that's cool. Then, the next one is Chosen Ones. Now, this one is one I wanted to talk about. The... Just the opening riff. And just the... There's just... It gets stuck in your head. It's like the most amazing riff I've ever heard. Maybe not the most, but it was just just a very amazing riff that I love. It's just so catchy yet so heavy. It's it's just it's, Dave Mustaine is a, just an amazing songwriter in my opinion. And he and this album wasn't even his full potential cuz he was on so many so many drugs at the time. Before he, this is before he got cleaned up, obviously, because it was his first album. But anyway, it, it's just he had, he hadn't even reached his full musical potential yet, where where you can see that developing in later records. It's just such an amazing, su- just such an amazing, um, just an amazing song, and you know it's just really cool. Looking Down the Cross is the next song. Another really good song. It's, uh, n- again, not too much to say about it. But it's just very heavy. Uh, like, very thrash, thrash speed song. You know, th- I, I really like Megadeth because they, uh, it's not just straight up thrash metal. They mix in, like, speed metal. It's, it's just fast. It's so good. And it's not, it doesn't just make, take a song to be fast, to be amazing, just oftentimes amazing songs are fast, and fast songs are amazing, you know, but anyway, next song, now this has some history, mechanics, uh, spelt with an X at the end instead of C-H, mechanics, instead of actually, it's spelt phonetically. With, well, the last part is, anyway. I'm explaining this too much. This is basically the Four Horsemen's, but fast. The Four Horsemen, but faster. Actually, the Four Horsemen is mechanics, but slower. And mechanics is is a lot simpler. It's a, it's a simpler, but extremely fast version of the Four Horsemen. Well, vice versa, actually. You know, it's a very, very slow... No, the Four Horsemen off of Metallica's Kill Them All is a, sl- a very slower version of Mechanics, which Dave Mustaine wrote. So, you know. 
Then the next, the final track, this is only an 8-track album, is These Boots, which is a cover of Nancy Sinatra, I believe. These Boots. And this is actually a pretty funny song because he, he Dave Mustaine took the song and put a bunch of swears in it. And in fact, uh, after uh, like a couple years after, they made him censor all of it or something. But I, I can't remember the exact way it went. But it was it was really funny because he talked about it on the Dave Mustaine show on uh, Gimme Gimme Metal. Go check that out; it's pretty cool. And uh, he played the the censored version, and like every other word was a was a beep, it was a bleep, you know, a swear bleep. And it was really funny. I, I really like Dave Mustaine; he's a cool dude. Um, he uh. He stopped doing drugs, which is really good, and uh, he's a really great musician. So that's uh, that's killing is my business, and business is good overall. It's a nine out of ten. Such an amazing album, and we're just gonna go to a quick break. So again, go check out "Killing Is My Business" and "Business Is Good" by Megadeth. Uh, we're just gonna be right back after this quick break. I'm Max Pichette of Nomina Nations Podcast on 80.5 Crap Radio. This is an ad for ads. You see, if you want to leave an ad in my podcast, that's great. You know, it's really cheap. Uh, you can email me about a specific pricing, but they should start around 30, 20 or 30 bucks uh, an ad. So you get an ad per episode. And if you buy one or more, you get one free. So if you buy one, you get one free. You buy eight, you get one free. It doesn't matter. You get one free. And, which is per- pretty cool. So, yeah. and there's no limit to the amount of ads I can have. If you want to add in an ad, you can go right ahead. Just email me. Alright, Nation, we're back. And uh, a few things I, uh, I got to talk about. Number one is I just realized that this is going to be the anniversary episode of Phenomena Nation's podcast. Um, because I'm not doing anything, because uh, I have a prior engagement for the for uh, a couple weeks. As you would already have known if you were a listener, um, I will be doing a couple... Um, I, I, I'm going to be doing, the, of course, the anniversary and probably a uh, birthday special. But that's it until I'm doing uh, like a driver training thing, but it's after school. So it takes up a, uh, a lot of my time that I would use for recording podcasts. Like right now when I'm recording, I would be, well, I'd just about be starting my um, driver's ed training. So, you know. So uh, I'm going to be working intermittently on this uh, um freaking uh oh damn anniversary episode three years it's really impressive uh before i get to anything else i want to i want to get to my other topic of discussion i went to a freedom rally for the first time in my life and it was so amazing uh for covid anti-lockdown restrictions type stuff um you know and it was really cool uh really really it was massive they have one every Saturday in Saskatoon. You can go and uh, if you're in the Saskatoon area on a Saturday, please go check it out at the Vimy Memorial. Um, you can, you know, it's uh, there's different places that you can find the ads, but it always I'm pretty sure it's at the Vimy Memorial every week. Again, I could be wrong. Look it up. Again, 
anyway, uh, it was so amazing. So, this is probably, I'm pretty sure this was, like, the biggest one they've had. And what I've read, uh, it's, it, there was approximately 1,700 people. We estimated when I went there, it was about 1,000 people, but, you know, we're not very good. I'm not very good, and who I went with was, we're not the best at estimating people. People are, uh, people are hard to calculate for me. But, uh, according to, um, a couple people that were there, like the official, like the people who organized it, they counted around 1,700-ish people, which is, and I wouldn't doubt it either, like, there was a lot of people. Um, you can go watch two of the videos I took on our Instagram at official underscore PNPN, or, or PNPN, I think, um, whatever. Uh, still, it's, uh, very fun. Very, very fun. It was really awesome. It was a really great time. So many great people. So many great speakers. Um, in fact, I'm going to play you the audio from my favorite one, um, Chris Sky, in a, in a little bit. Because it, it was just worth it. Um, I actually... Uh, There's a few really cool things that I witnessed there. Uh, especially especially um, just, the, just the people. The amount of people that were there. The amount of support that is for this cause, for our cause as, um, we're not anti-maskers. There's no such thing as anti-maskers either. There's only, um, there's only pro-mask. I'm, I'm just, I'm just doing exactly what I did before. I'm just breathing the air without a mask. There's no such thing as an anti-masker. There's such thing as anti-lockdowns. Um, how, well, I know, no, no, there's just pro-lockdown people. We're just people that are against the lockdowns. We are not anti-lockdown because that's not a thing. It's not a thing. That's not, there's not even an argument that we're just doing what we regularly would do. It was so amazing. Uh, just so many great people there. So, like, there were so many speakers. It ran, like, an hour and a half late. I actually had to leave early, which I kind of feel bad about. But still, uh, we were there for the numbers. It was amazing. Uh, I'm so sad I got to, I had to miss the march that they did. They did a march at the very end of the, um, of the entire, at the end of the entire, um, ceremony thing. Not ceremony, protest. And it was really amazing. It was really, really awesome just to see how many, it just see so many people there were kids there there was teenagers there was old people there was um middle-aged people there was people in their 20s 30s there was basically a person of every age group there from babies to like 90 year olds however the most common age was uh, um like 30 ish year old dudes or middle-aged like uh 40s 50s 60s like that kind of age However, again, there was a lot of other people. That doesn't mean, like, there wasn't... There was only a couple people that were younger. Like, out of 1,700, it was just so many people of so many different age groups. Um, it was just so amazing to go see. Again, I can't, I can't express how amazing it was. It was just so cool. I love to see that people uh, support our cause and so many... We, there were so many people honking on the streets, like, showing support, stuff like that. It was it was amazing. So the 1,700 plus the hundreds of cars that went by and honked, you know, it was really, it was really awesome. Um, there was only, there was only, like, four people that, um, you know, like, were driving by and, like, made sure to get out of their window to scream uh, bad words at us, to swear at us. 
which was really good actually. It was it was great to see how few people did that. And personally, I think I, we are in the majority now. I always, you know, it's hard being like where I am. It's I it's so polarizing and one and it's it's either either you're so far to one way or you're so far I personally I'm very far to the um it should be a choice. Well, actually that would put me in the middle technically. There should be no mandates. There should be, that's not even an argument. There should be no mandates. But you should have the choice to do it if you feel so. So, that, uh, that's, again, it's like, there's left, which is like, all lockdowns. Right, which is no lockdowns, all of it gone. And then there's me, the libertarian, saying, well, it, it's your choice, whatever. Except, I don't want it. Alright, so, uh, I don't want any of these restrictions um, if you want the, if you want to follow them, if you want to social distance and wear a mask, I can't stop you. But don't try and restrict my life because you feel unsafe because you haven't done your research. And I want to tell a story. Um, I want to tell a story before I... Actually, I'm not going to play the Chris Sky um, speech just yet. I'm going to play um, three little shorter clips. It should be like a minute and a half, two minutes, just about. Uh, it was really cool. It was uh, the, There was um, two people that would speak in between speakers, and one of them was a girl, and she would, every time, just about every time between speakers, she would yell, she would tell us to... When she said Canada, we'd say strong or strong and free. And there was three time, three or four times we did that, and I recorded them. So I will play those right after this, and then I'll come back, and then I'll play the Chris Sky and um, speaker, Chris Sky speaking, which is which, yeah. Anyway, uh, I want to tell a story about what I saw there. Some, just some real stupidity. Then I'm going to come back, tell another story, maybe talk about it a little bit more, and then I'll play the Chris Sky thing. So, the most stupid thing that I saw today, it wasn't anyone at the uh, at the rally themselves promoting and uh, supporting our stuff. It was two people that were not part of the rally that came and took a picture. Now you'd be like, oh, that doesn't seem so bad. Well, it was weird. I'll explain why. Okay, so two girls, late late teens, early 20s, maybe. Um, it's hard to tell, you know, these days. Yeah, but anyway. So, they were they were coming, you know, okay. Uh, well, that's a little bit weird. I saw them. I was kind of, like, near the back of the crowd, so I could kind of see everyone, which was kind of cool. And I was actually sitting on a bench because uh, the people I was with, their legs were tired. And I was like, all right, well, mine are, mine are a little bit tired. So, I'll, I'll sit on a bench and I'll watch, too. But then these two chicks, they come up and they're, uh, what are they, like, masks are, like, in, coming in between, like, under their chin and up. It depends on, like, who's looking or whatever. But, uh, it, it, they had them down under their chin. Both of them, and they were less than six feet apart. I want to point that out. And take, and then, uh, then, uh, the one chick, one, there was two of them, right? So one of them decided, hey, I'm going to put my mask on. So she put her mask on. Turned to the other girl. She had her phone. She was taking a picture. Probably, uh, so they were going to take a picture. The one girl was going to pull up her mask from under her chin to take a picture in front of us, uh, in front of the protest. I will say anti-lockdown, anti-restrictions just for easiness sake. The anti-lockdown, um, protest. And she had it down 
uh, before she got in front of the camera, when she got in front of the camera, she pulled it up and did like a thumbs up or something or whatever. I can't remember exactly what she did. But they took a picture, the, the one chick took a picture of the other chick with her mask up in front of the people. But as soon as she was done uh, with taking the picture, she immediately pulled it down. And they were laughing, you know, like, not like a regular laugh, but like a, oh my god, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do something, something so funny. Like a, like a, I don't know how to describe it, but like, almost conniving laugh, I guess, would be the word, or, you know, whatever. But anyway, uh, they're, uh, so they take this picture with, and then immediately after they're done taking the picture, she pulls her mask down and goes to her friend, who also had a mask under her chin, and they were standing real close, all looking at her phone, you know. And then I, I can only assume they posted a picture showing, oh my god, look at all these stupid people. Uh, you know. So, it, it's just, you can tell, you know, like, it, it was stupid. And I just can't fathom people being that stupid, that idiotic. It's almost. It's like they've been brainwashed, man. Like, I've been telling you for, like, years since I started this podcast, the government is going to brainwash you. The government is actively brainwashing you to believe everything they say as long as they say it. If they say it, it's legit, which isn't the truth. With any right or left-wing, um, uh, politicians... You have to do your research and make up your own mind. I typically swing to the right-leaning, although I am a libertarian and, you know, that whole spectrum is, it's kind of like part of the, I kind of like reject it. I, if I had to put myself on there, I'd be on the right wing, very right wing. Uh, again, it's weird for me, but anyway. I typically go towards that because they, um, just judging from my research and my my findings, they value um, personal freedoms and and rights a lot more than the left does. And that's the entire um, concept of libertarianism, is that you work hard to protect your rights, liberties, and freedoms as a human. And that's the main philosophy of a libertarian. And so that's why I kind of lean towards more... If I... Like, personally, I vote, I'd vote for the PPC party if I was old enough, because they are libertarian. Uh, again, if you had put them on the spectrum, they'd be right-wing. Uh, but again, it's... It's confusing. I don't know how I got here anyway. So, anyway, we're just gonna go to a break. We're gonna play those three videos of people screen, uh, doing Canada Strong and Free. I'm Max Pichette on 88.5 Crap Radio on and Phenomena Nations. We'll be right back. Strong! Canada! Strong! Strong! Canada! Strong! Don't give up if you love this country! Put your hands together! Woo! About letting your voice be heard, you have to make your voice heard. You have to make your voice heard, folks. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna say Canada, you're gonna say strong! Canada! Strong! Canada! Strong! Strong! Canada! Strong! Canada! 
You're going to say strong and free. Strong and free. That's your line. Ready? That's a lot of work. I say Canada. Canada. Strong and free. That's what I'm talking about. Canada. Strong and free. Canada. Strong and free. Canada. Strong and free. Canada. Strong and free. Strong and All right, Nation, we're back on 88.5 Crap Radio. I'm your host, Max Pichette, on Phenomena Nation's podcast. And today we are going to be, uh, we're going to, oh, well, this segment, anyway, we're going to be talking about um, just a few things. Uh, I wanted to tell another story about a person I know. Uh, this wasn't at the rally, but it was because of the rally, as a result of the rally. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to talk about it. Um... I told you about a really funny, really fun, well, not funny, but an amusing story about two chicks that came and, uh, made a, played a facade to, uh, to look appealing on their social media. That's what I can only assume anyway, so, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was funny. It was very, like, when you think about it, it's very funny that people that stupid will do stupid things that even go against maybe what they believe just to look um just to look good on on Sockmed social media i i did a uh, i did a report and in my notes i wrote social media Sockmed but anyway i just i just thought of that but you know it just people will keep will do what they have to to keep up appearances and in fact it's kind of disgusting that that's the society we live in i find the only, the only reason why I have um, social media is to keep up to date with news. I follow uh, uh, quite a few news sources, uh, a lot of right wing libertarians too. I like to see I like to see um, other people's opinions. Uh, it's a great way to actually look at other people's arguments as well, um, stuff like that. I also uh, use it to keep up to date with bands that I enjoy and stuff like that, as well as. Um, uh, make announcements about the show, just so people know, you know, stuff like that, so that's why I use, um, social media, and, you know, sometimes to to contact my friends, but that's, you know, texting, that's, that's not really, whatever, it's, uh, anyway, anyway, that's, uh, that's the only reason why I use it, I just wanted to get past that, I just wanted to explain, that's a sad society that we live in, that that's what people do, because, I gotta keep up with appearances, I gotta keep up appearances, if we don't keep up appearances, we're not gonna hang out with the cool kids. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's we live in a very different world, you know. But whatever, it's it's different. It's it's a, yeah, whatever. I I don't know. I, I kind of want to move on anyway. Uh, as a result of the rally that I went to, I actually got in a confrontation with a uh, I wouldn't say friend, a uh, a classmate, a peer. I got in a uh, confrontation with a peer. We hang out sometimes because uh, they hang out with my friends. I'm not gonna say if it's a boy or a girl, but it, they don't probably they probably don't listen, so they wouldn't know anyway. Well, they would know if they listened, but anyway, uh, the the point is that so I was uh, hanging out with my friends. You know, we're talking, and I decided to talk to this one person, uh, hereby referred to as. Uh, Doe, you know, like Jane Doe, John Doe, 
as hereby referred to as Doe, just to make it easier. So I go up to Doe and I was talking like, hey, how's it going? You know, like, and uh, personally, I I actually thought that they were on our side, like my side on uh, my thoughts on this kind of stuff, and be like, oh, okay, here, let me show you. I think you think that I think that you might think this is cool. So I so you know I'm talking to Joe and a uh, Doe Doe, sorry, Joe Doe. I don't know anyone named Joe actually. That's weird. But I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. So anyway, I was talking to Doe, and I uh, and I was showing them the video of me at this rally. And they're like, I'm like, hey, you should have been there. I thought, you know, like it was cool. And then immediately, I'm not talking like they looked at it and be like, oh, okay. No, I mean like immediately, like they basically called me stupid. I can't remember the exact words, but they, in essence, they called me stupid. Saying that if I'm there and I go see someone else, I'm putting them at risk. Which, uh, you know, that would be the same. I could make that argument for flu season, cold season. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, but anyway. Anyway. So I'm like... And she and uh, the, Doe was like, Oh, we live in a pandemic. Don't tell me we don't. And I'm like, well, we don't. <laughs> you know, because... I could argue that. I could easily argue with that. So I was like, all right, prove it to me. Show me that we're in a pandemic. And here's the funny thing. So we engage in conversation, correct? Well, I'm not well, I'm not talking to anyone. So me and Doe were uh, engaging in a conversation. Me and them. And they were calling me out on what they think is stupid, which they couldn't... Um, prove that but anyway we'll get to that in a second so we're talking i'm showing them this and they called me out on something that they thought was wrong you know couldn't prove it again and immediate like almost immediately called me stupid because of my beliefs called me stupid and then said we live in a pandemic don't tell me we don't that was their quote and i said all right we don't Prove it to me that we live in a uh, pandemic. And as soon as I said that, they turned away and started talking to the person next to them. And for the next six minutes, I was intermittently um, trying to get their attention, getting it for a few seconds, telling them, all right, let's look at this. Let's look at the numbers. And like, I wasn't like that. I was actually a lot more calm than that. But anyway, immediately, boom, got your attention. All right, let's look this up. Boom, turned away. Like, not like they looked at me, made eye contact, and I started talking, like, real quick. Like, they were like, I was trying to talk to them, and they were like, shut up. Or not, not like, shut up, but I was like, alright, why isn't there just dead bodies in the streets? And why isn't there a meat wagon that comes around in the morning, pick up all the dead bodies? Uh, they would turn to me and said, or like, I can't remember exactly how it was, but they were kind of like, in between two people. Me and another person, and I was like, alright. And I tried to ask them, why aren't there dead bodies in the streets? And they were like, it doesn't matter. That's not, that's not, that's not important. Actually, it is. But anyway. So, uh, and then they would kind of like intermittently fall out of the conversation. And I know they can hold a conversation because I was just having one with them before. And so while we were, ha while I was trying to have this conversation, I was trying to tell them what was up. And, you know, every time that like we'd engage in some a begin in the beginnings of a conversation they would turn around and talk to someone else and not just like 
give me one second, I gotta talk to this person, like, like, not even, like, just, alright, let's do this, and then immediately they turn around, like, not, and, and again, it's not like I got their attention for one second and started really, really talking quick, it was like, they acknowledged my presence, talked to me, while I was, and then I talked, and then they turned away. And I was, and I started telling them that they had, that they, uh, that they're, uh, they were afraid that their narrow worldview was about to be, that, that, that they were threatened by me because I was, be, because they didn't want a narrow, their narrow worldview to be attacked. They wouldn't let me bring in any new information to their mind for fear of being proven wrong. Is That's basically what I said, the second one. They weren't allowing me to, uh, I said that they kind of had like a tunnel vision. They, they can't see any other thing besides what they know. And if I, it's too hard, I told them that they wouldn't listen to me because it's too hard to listen, to, to form a new opinion and, you know, form new beliefs. And, and again, I don't want to sound like a dick here, but that's, that's exactly what they were doing. And. And every and I, and that it's not like I'm trying to make them feel bad either. It's just basic psychology. You know, even I know this. It, I was just telling them, all right. I'm not trying to say you're stupid, all right, because you're not. You're a very smart person, but you're you're trying to keep to this narrow worldview because you don't you don't want to be proven wrong. And then every time I'd say that they they'd immediately get defensive, which kind of proves my point. Uh, saying like. And I was I was telling them it's a it's kind of like a problem with the human ego, that you're afraid to be proven wrong. You're afraid to be uh, shown up almost. Uh, I wasn't trying to show them up either, you know. But just the uh, the uh, I was just trying to uh, you know explain to them. Again, I don't want to sound like a dick here, and I may be coming off as one. However, it, 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 I'm just not the best at explaining things like this. So, again, I was just trying to explain to them, it's not a problem with you. You're not stupid. You're very smart. It's just a problem with ego. I have a problem with it, too. However, I try to deal with it. The, the ego, it's, it's a human nature to be egotistical, of course. Everyone has some sort of ego. And I was telling her, or telling them that, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're not, your ego's not letting you listen. So you kind of just got to shut that off if you want to have a, uh, you know, healthy worldview, and they were like, they called me, they basically called me stupid again, you know, like, you're being egotistical, and I was like, what does that word mean? They could, like, I know what it means, but they couldn't tell me, they, like, stuttered, and, you know, looked away again, and so, you know, I kind of gave up, <laughs> and so I decided, hey, let me push this, per this person's buttons, you know, because, like, if you're not going to listen, you kind of, like, if if you're if you're trying to if you're gonna dish out something you got to be willing to take it you know like I was just trying to mess with them you know because it kind of got me riled up I was a little bit um again I could have done I could have dealt with this better but so I was talking to my friend uh, we were real close to their to the to Doe's desk and so I was talking to, this, to talking to this dude my friend uh, I think it was John you guy I've talked about him before and I was like yeah man I've never lost a COVID debate which I haven't I haven't. I want to point that out, knock on wood, but I haven't, uh, you know, because, uh, it's just, uh, but anyway, it, so I was just, uh, like, I wasn't really trying to mess with them as much as I was just trying to tell my friend that, like, 
like, this is, uh, I, I don't know, I was just trying to tell my, tell my friend that, like, this is, like, come on, dude, like, I've, I've just been trying to, ex I was just trying to explain my beliefs, and I'm pretty sure my friend John thinks the same way, but, anyway, I was talking to him, and I was like, yeah, this is, <laughs> I never lost a COVID debate, and immediately, after, like, two or three seconds of me talking to my friend John, Doe turns to me and scream. I've never heard that. I, I've known this person for just about my entire life. And as soon as, like, I was talking to my friend John about this, they turned to me and screamed. Like, not like, ah, but like, yelled at, like, get out of here, you're stupid. You know, leave me alone. You know, stuff like that. You know, like, I wasn't trying to bother them, really. But I was just trying to push their buttons, you know, just for fun. Because if you're not, there's one thing, the one most annoying thing in the world is when someone engages in a conversation with you, an active conversation where you're having a back and forth, but then turns away and starts another conversation with another person. That's the most annoying thing in the world. And not even to, like, if not, and I understand, like, oh, one second, I just got to talk to this person for a real quick second, but, like, without warning, just to get out of the conversation, because they're, you know, not willing to accept anything other than their narrow worldview, to turn away and talk to someone else just to get out of the conversation. And so, you know, it's just, uh, it was the, it, it was just, it was almost funny. Again, I was like, oh my god, when she yelled at me, I was like, whatever, man. So I left, and, uh, I was talking to my friend, you know, like, whatever, it, it was just... And that just proves how polarizing this issue is. And how it shouldn't be. It should be, alright, you have the choice to do what you want to do. I could not care less. It should not be the government's... The government should not have a say in this. Um, again, you can, you can choose to wear a mask if you want. I'm not gonna. But don't force your rhetoric on me. You know, and I'm not... And when I was talking to that person, I, I say don't force your rhetoric... I wasn't trying to force them, force anything onto them. I was just trying to explain my point of view, and and I'm not. I wasn't just pushing my point of view on them. I was asking them questions. All right, I was like, all right, uh, why do you think that? Um, what, 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 what? Like, uh, we're living a pandemic. All right, uh, how? What, what makes it a pandemic? They couldn't answer anything. And again, I might come off as a dick telling this story. But I d that's not what I... I'm trying not to explain it. I'm not trying to portray myself as a dick. Or the other person as a, as a dick either. Because... I'm just trying to portray it as just like... What a sad world we live in, you know? Like... So, like uh, an issue that... A go the government should not have any control over... Um, has created such a divide in a community. In, a, in just the world in general. And, you know, I just kind of, I, when I see that, I just feel bad. So that's why I, I try to, and that's, and I'm not trying, I don't try and explain it because oh, I gotta be right. I, I have to feed this ego. No, it's because I feel sad, you know, that these people are doing what the government tells them because the government told them to do it. And so it's, again, it's not to push my um, beliefs or on anyone. It's just to show them that. Hey, maybe let's look at this, alright? And again, I always listen to other sides. Of course, you have to. 
always listen to the other sides of the COVID debate, but I've but they typically cannot raise a valid enough point to create an argument, which is a sad thing. Again, the the people don't do the research on their topics; they only do something because they're told to, and that's the sad thing about today. You know, like current modern uh modern uh our modern world. Like I was talking about with the um social media, they people. Um, keep try to keep their social media presence so relevant, even though they will almost they they'll uh dis uh they'll uh just completely disregard anything that like any beliefs or any sort of uh moral implications just to be quote unquote popular, and that's the sad thing with today's uh with today's world. So you know, it just kind of. And they'll, not only that, but they'll listen to anything because it's told, they're told that it's the cool or right thing to do. And personally, I think that's what's wrong with today's society. Not left-wing politics, although that, that kind of falls in, under this too. Although left-wing politics is a, is a lot of problem. I'm not talking regular, not, I'm not talking like a traditional liberal because th there's some validity to the uh, traditional liberal um, point of view. However, I'm talking like leftist extremist. So, anyway, uh, Ben Shapiro does a great bit about that on episode 1217 uh, of the Ben Shapiro show. But anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's fun. It's actually fun, you know, just to see people, like people's reactions to you trying to tell them, hey, maybe there's a little bit more to what you're being told. And it's both fun, yet deeply, deeply disturbing. But anyway, that's just my take on um, uh, the polarizing issues in today's world. Coming up next, I want to talk about school and presentations and, you know, just kind of research projects in general. So that's coming up next uh, on Phenomena Nation's podcast. Listen to this um, in between the segments. We're going to be playing uh, the Chris Sky speaking at the... Um, Saskatoon Freedom Rally over the phone. He had to be over the phone because he's in Toronto as well. And also, he's under a lot of pressure from the police. <laughs> Gustapo. Anyway, we're just going to go to a break after, and you will hear um, Chris Sky speak at the Saskatoon Freedom Rally. That's coming up next on 88.5 Crap Radio. You're listening to Phenomena Nations. Location. I already spoke in Toronto today the same way because I, if I went over there, I would have been arrested. We all saw what happened a couple days ago at my house, did we not? Yeah. It took the entire police force to come to my house to serve me and try to arrest me for something that is not even an arrestable offense. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you still think this is about a virus after what you witnessed two days ago,
for over 52 weeks. If you're still wondering, are they going to let me open my business? The answer is no. If you're still wondering, are they ever going to let me take off this mask? The answer is no. If you're still wondering, are they ever going to give you your freedom back? The answer is no. Ladies and gentlemen, freedom is never given. It's always taken. It's just a mass became, it's just two weeks. It's just two weeks became, oh, it's just a business that's non-essential. And then that became, oh, it's just forced testing at the airport. Oh, it's just a hotel quarantine that you pay for. Not even slaves pay for their own confinement, but Canadian travelers <laughs> do. Yeah. This is the reality of Canada. And for those of you who say the non-compliers are keeping this going, no, and I can prove it. The end game is the vaccine passport. That is their goal, to make sure you cannot live your life unless you submit to a full-on medical purity, unless you submit to multiple COVID shots per year, you will not be allowed to travel, work, congregate or live your life so if you want to live in a world like that just keep complying if you want to get your country back it takes a little united non-compliant Our own path, and we will hold those. Again. 
accountable who tried to remove our rights and freedoms, which are God-given, not government privileges. and love is gone forever and your children are going to grow up in a country that's an absolute nightmare and it'll be your fault. Let that sink in Canada. Everything happening right now is because you're allowing it. It is not an accident that Toronto, the docile liberal bastion of Canada, is locked down tighter than anywhere else. It is not an accident that places like Florida and Texas who value freedom, love their guns, is wide open. It's because their government knows they couldn't get away with that over there. So why are we letting them get away with it over here? nation now there's i'm gonna be doing one more segment before i sign off on the radio this will not be the final segment of the show however i just want to i just um i'm gonna sign off on the radio for tonight um but again this is not the final segment <laughs> of course this is a uh, this is a anniversary special i want to get to i want to talk about um the beginnings of the podcast actually a little bit and uh you know, just that kind of stuff. Uh, but before I do that, there's just something I noticed, and I really, really want to talk about it. Because I feel like this is uh, a semi-important subject to discuss. Now, this is about school. You know my thoughts about school as a libertarian. I uh, I, I don't like what they teach. I, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't agree with what a lot they teach. Uh... But <laughs> anyway, uh, but whatever. The, just the school in general, great idea of poor execution. Um, I want to. I want. I want to talk about the whole John D. Rockefeller thing on another episode because that is very important, and I really, really want to discuss that because that's a very, very important thing uh, to discuss if we're talking about schools and the education edu, education system in general. However, that's not what we're going to be talking about today. I want to be talking about um, something I noticed today. Something I noticed. So, uh, of course, a lot, all, all of you remember doing um, presentations at some point in your... Or hopefully all of you. Uh, presentations at some point in your uh, school life, or if you're going through school, you... Uh, either have to do one or have done one at, at least hopefully at some point in your life but anyway uh, the point the point being uh, it's very weird that I, I noticed this so we have to at, at school at my school um, in my English class which is it's kind of weird that we had to do this but we had to do a, uh, a presentation about a uh, social issue <laughs> uh, one, uh, I just want to tell this uh, a little funny thing uh, someone did a, a, th a presentation about uh, feminism, and uh, I was like, I, I looked over to my friend, and I was like, 
yeah, socialism is a, I mean, so, well, socialism is a real issue, but feminism, feminism is a real issue, man. Like, but actually, but I, I've discussed this before. My thoughts on feminism, great idea, great execution, but it's like someone took a block of sugar. It's great, amazing, but then poured water all over it, so it just, it just disintegrated. That's what feminism is to me. It was great in the beginning, looked very nice, was very nice, very great, great idea. But then the uh, modern day leftist uh, extremist poured water over it, poured water onto it, and destroyed the entire concept to create a sort of gender supremacy. However, that is, again, oh man, I could just go on and on about different stuff. I, I'm just really hyper today, I gotta, I gotta talk, I gotta talk. But anyway, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Uh, present, uh, it's still about the presentations. Um, this is actually, so what we had to do is, uh, we had to present to a small group, you know, just to get a little bit, just to get a little bit of a practice in before we presented our present presentation in front of the, uh, class. So, uh, me, my friend, um, Ethan, uh, and John, the, you know who those are, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, Scott, Scott. Yeah, Scott. Uh, we uh, for for us four, we went out into another room and we did a um, our presentations to each other. And I, I don't want to say who it was, but uh, and I know they don't listen, any of them actually. But I know this person specifically does not listen, not 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 for any like particular reason. Just they don't listen to podcasts, but whatever. They uh, they um, they did their presentation. Alright, and it very great format, very, very beautiful background and uh, design. And in essence, they had very good um, data and um, analysis. However, there's just, there's just a problem I encountered, and I was just thinking about this. And again, this isn't a knock on the guy's presentation or the dude himself. It's a knock on the school and the school system. Um, so, well, anyway, he was doing his presentation to us, and it was about gun violence. You know, whatever. Again, I'm a libertarian, so I refute, I can refute any single thing about gun violence, because, you know, it's, uh, well, not, not any single thing, because, uh, gun violence is a big issue. Violence in, in general is an issue. However, just the, like, the, 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 not not gun violence. Again, gun violence is terrible. I, I want to make sure people know that. I think it is very, very bad. But uh, the, just the idea that more laws should be put on legal gun owners is stupid. And as a libertarian, I believe that that is the stupidest and worst way to deal with this. But anyway, so he was doing his presentation to us, and... <laughs> Intermittently, I'd ask questions that I like. Uh, one of them is uh, misconceptions about gun owning. Uh, about gun violence, sorry. Um, owning a gun does not make you safer. And I was like, why? How? And uh, he was like... Uh, and it was, it was actually kind of a funny joke. Like, he couldn't answer it. You know, it was kind of... It was, it was funny. We, thought, we all thought it was funny. And, and in fact, it was funny. It was funny in the moment. We all thought it was very funny that, you know, I was asking these questions and he couldn't answer them. Uh, because, personally, I think, uh, 
I think gun laws uh, for law-abiding citizens are uh, aren't the best way to deal with gun violence. I personally think that they should crack down more on uh, gun smuggling and stuff like that. But and again, as a libertarian, I personally believe that gun ownership, um, again, should not be governed so strictly by the government because, you know, it's just like, it's not going to do anything. And in fact, like... Yeah, have you ever noticed the more gun restrictions that happen, nothing happens? If if gun restrictions worked, um, shouldn't Chicago be the most safest place in the in the entire world? Spoiler alert: It ain't. The only place that gun restrictions, like very severe gun restrictions, have ever worked in uh, in the favor of the public is Australia one country but anyway uh so he was doing one on gun violence of course and i was asking all these questions like you know why like why is that how you know all just different questions throughout and he couldn't answer me yeah, and again it was funny at the time you know in fact it still is funny but still uh so he and uh at the end of the presentation i was like oh, okay whatever you know it's just uh and but at lunchtime i was thinking that's the problem. That's the problem. School projects are not to teach. They are to... They're not to teach. They're not to educate. They're just to get done. He couldn't refute anything I said. Or even answer... Not not refute. Uh, answer anything. And again, not a knock on the dude or the presentation. It's just... An, it's on the school. But every... But... It's, they don't give you the proper resources or just, like, teaching methods to, uh, to, uh, to show you how to actually learn about the subject. I did one about human trafficking. I already knew quite a bit about it. I already, uh, was a, I already developed arguments for different things. So, you know, I was good. I, I understood the subject. Uh, so I did a little bit more research on it. Uh, with the gun violence, he didn't really know a lot about it or anything at all, for that matter. So when it comes to that kind of stuff, you know, you gotta think why. Like it's just the school is doing assignments for you to get done, to keep you going mindless, to keep you going mindlessly. Alright, you gotta do a uh, presentation on a social issue. That was the assignment. You don't have to learn it. You just have to write down the information and regurgitate it back. That is it. You have to read, retain, give out. And after that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Read, retain, regurgitate, forget. You have to retain the inf You don't even have to re retain the information. The only amount of time you have to retain the information is enough to read the screen and copy it down onto your notes. He he basically and he admitted to this. He basically just wrote what the website what the websites said, and you know that's the problem. It, it's not a problem with the dude, and I understand that. Like, it's a problem with the school system. It is a problem with just the way that it's it's laid out. I can guarantee you that very, very few people in my class 
understood, like, truly understood their subject. Enough to create a valid argument about it. You know, there's me. Uh, I don't want to sound egotistical or braggy here, but I definitely could, I definitely could and did um, develop a valid argument for dif these different, uh, for my topic, human trafficking, which is a terrible, terrible crime. But anyway, the, but it's just, it floors me how people don't see this, or they do see this, but don't say anything about it, because that would make you mean or bad or whatever. It's... It floors me. It's the most stupid, and I'm going to use this word, disgusting thing. And again, that comes back to the John D. Rockefeller thing. I'm not sure if you guys know, but he, he was like ooh, the most rich guy in modern history. He invested, uh, if this is in America, but I'm sure it's very similar for the U.S. Or for Canada, I mean. This is, this is in the States. He invested $180 million. That was a lot, a lot of money back then. Into the education system. A guy like that, such a greedy dude, what is not just going to do that to give to the community. He's going to want something in return. He was also quoted as saying, um, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. So that kind of just proves my point, that we are being coerced into a life of servitude to the government or whatever it be. Just a life of servitude to follow along, man. You know, just follow along. Just go with the flow. Just, just you're basically being taught to be a sheep. And we, I, I use the term sheeple a lot because it pertains to so much. Or just sheep or sheeple. Or it just pertains to so much. So many arguments. So many presentations. Uh, debate. A sheep. A sh sheeple. You're basically being pushed. Pushed aside. Pushed aside. To become this slave. This mindless slave that goes to work 9 to 5. 9 to 5. Goes to work 9 to 5. Comes home. Do, goes to work 9 to 5 and does their job. Whatever. Does their job mediocre. Doesn't understand. Like, just does it to get it done. Not to learn from the job. To get the job done. Of course, that and that's not a terrible thing. You have to get a job done. Of course. But to get a job done correctly, you must also learn that job. You must learn the ins and outs. You must, you must learn everything about that job. You must learn to develop an argument on why you do that job. Well, maybe not that, but, you know, I hope you know what I mean. It's just you have to be able to develop these certain uh, ideological thoughts and stuff like that to be able to properly learn and educate yourself but the school does not, the education system, the school does not provide the necessary tools and um, uh, resources to do this. I've been blessed with, uh, with uh, a great mind. Again, not to sound egotistical, but a free-thinking mind. 
Not a lot of people have this. Have this. A free-thinking mind. Someone that will question this. I. And again, I know a lot of people that have a similar uh, thinking process to I. To me. And I'm very glad that I know these people. And it's great to know these people. And I really like these people. And it, it's so amazing to have these people around. But then there's... There's double more people that don't. They just do it to get it done. Not to learn. Not to educate themselves. And again, I am guilty of this. I don't go to school to learn. I, I go to school. Well, I do. I do. I learn a lot of stuff in school. But I go to get it done. Because the school's not proper. The, the education system does not provide proper um, a proper presentation or tools or resources to actually learn they provide you with get it done it doesn't matter as long as it's done you know and it and that's the sad most terrible part of today's society is it's just to be done you're being you're basically being bred to work a 95 nine, 9 to 5 job every every day you go to school and that's when the free thinking comes in. You have to be able to question this authority to be able to question the school, the, the, the system in general, and be able to develop your own opinions and your own learning style that suits you. Not just to get it done. There, that's no way to learn. But to learn, to educate yourself on a certain subject. And again... Again, it, it's always, always, always going to be this way. No matter what you do. But you have to be able to learn to do it on your own. You have to be able to be able to keep your open, free-thinking mind um, on. Basically, for lack of a better term, you have to keep your brain on. Not just to get through the day, but to make the most of that day. Whether it be physically, emotionally, spiritually, or work-relatedly. Make the best of your day. Do the best that you can. Figure out a way to actually learn. To understand the, the subject matter. Not just to get your subject matter out and done. But to be able to intake that. And understand that. And I understand this is very this is a hard thing to do. I uh, again, uh, just the people around me and the mind I've been I've been born I, I, I was born with, just very very much helps me help helped me helps 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 and helped me, uh, develop this uh this amazing understanding of life and uh that not everything you're told is right not everything you're not every rhetoric that you're presented with is true. You have to be able to um, provide information. You have to be able to look at information to the contrary and make your own decision, which sadly is not what we're taught at school. They tell you, oh, we're teaching you how to be a free thinker, educated. That doesn't mean it's true. Again, you have to be very, very suspicious of these people because just because they say something is true doesn't mean it's true. You know, like, that's why I always tell you to do your own research. Just because I say it doesn't mean it's true. Although it often is, because I do my research just because it, it's not always true. Anyway, that that's what I have to say. 
uh, I'm going to be signing off of 88.5 tonight. Uh, this is not the final segment of the show. Again, don't think that. But, uh, you know, we're just going to go to a break. We're going to play you a song. We're going to play you a song. Coming up next, we have... Uh, did I play Warriors already? I think I might have. Oh, damn. Well, we're going to play you a song. We're going to play you a song regardless. Uh, coming up next, we got... Ah, oh, come on now. Now it's not even loading. It's loading. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, nation. Alright. Just about loaded. Perfect! Um, All Those Devils by Holy Pain. Coming up next on... Uh, Phenomenon Nation's podcast. We'll be right back. Um, stick around.
Alright Nation, we're back with another segment. This time I want to, uh, there's a few things I'm going to be talking about this segment. The first thing is going to be, oh, damn, my cord. Uh, it's going to be a, I, I want to discuss that shooting that happened in Boulder, the tragedy that happened in Boulder, um, Boulder, Colorado, because it, uh, it seems very, very relevant, um, just, uh, just judging by what's happening now, and I think there's, uh, something behind it a little bit, so I want to talk about that a little bit, let's take a sip of water here. And, uh, I found this really great video, and I'm just gonna play it, and I'm gonna give my commentary along with it. Uh, it's from Ryan Fournier, or Fournier, I'm not sure he's American, so, if he was Canadian, it would be Fournier. Um, but, I don't know, I'll just leave the link to it in the description, so you can, uh, go and watch that, but, um. Uh, anyway, it's about the shooting that happened in Boulder, so I, I wanted to play that. Because he brings some uh, some great points to the table and uh, some great stuff to uh, discuss. So we're going to play that real quick here. And uh, we're just going to play that right now. Sorry, there's going to be a little bit of buzzing here. The chord sounds weird when I hook up other stuff to it. But once I'm playing it, you probably won't notice it. Alright, and uh, coming up next we have the video of Ryan Fournier. We, uh, we're just going to give our commentary along with that. So, here we are. Left is at it again, this time with a tragic shooting that just took place yesterday in Boulder, this Colorado. The suspect was old. just identified as Ahmed Al-Aliwi Alyssa, uh, who was a Syrian immigrant uh, from Syria in the United States uh, who killed 10 people, uh, including a police officer. It's a terrible tragedy. This stuff should never happen in this country. True. And I'm True. asking you guys, please pray for their families. But the point, in fact, that we're trying to get right now is what we saw on social media when the shooting was unfolding and the hours after it happened. I'm talking about Blue Check Verified Twitter, who jumped out there with no... In, in this part of the video, he has uh, screenshots of different... Um, tweets from different uh, leftist uh, celebrities. So he plays those and he shows you this is what they said. I just want to make that clear. And you watch the video too. It adds a lot. No evidence, nothing to support their theories, just their dirty, disgusting opinion that was not called for whatsoever to where they were saying that this guy was a white supremacist. That he was having a quote-unquote bad day as they characterized in the Atlanta shooting. Uh, because the shooter, I guess, said that he was having a bad day. That's why he did it. Uh, they just jumped to complete and total conclusions on this situation. But the fact of the matter is, even though that they were wrong, based on what we saw today, what we saw today, leftists do not care whatsoever if they are wrong. They only want to target emotion. They only want to target that, that part in the brain that makes you sad, that makes you may not think in the moment, yep. and that makes you pissed off. Uh, when you realize what they're saying. That is what the left likes to do. But the fact of the matter is that this guy was a Syrian immigrant. He was a Syrian immigrant. Uh, he was Arabic. 
He was a sympathizer of ISIS. Oh, this yeah, is that, what we're learning. Yeah. This is what the media is telling us to the fact checkers who will probably try to fact check this because it doesn't fit the narrative. Um, and he was on an FBI watch list. He was on yeah, that's what they won't tell you. He was on an FBI watch list. He was on their radar. He also made uh, other threats and was, uh, I believe, charged with assault different, a few different times. But, you know, I just want to say that. On an FBI watch list. Again, the FBI dropped the ball, like they've done numerous times, including the Parkland shooting. This is incredible in itself that the blue checkmark mafia, is what I like to call them, just jump to conclusions, don't apologize, and yet they get a walk away, unscathed by the media, uh, but not unscathed by us, of course, because we're going to call them out, right? Yeah. That's it what took we're doing. less. Then 24 hours for Joe Biden, the, the anointed president of the United States, who has no clue what he's doing, no clue where he's at, can't walk upstairs, doesn't know how to form a sentence, for him to politicize the issue. Now, just like Barack Obama, he's calling for, guess what, a ban on quote-unquote assault weapons. Quote-unquote assault weapons and a ban on high-capacity magazines. I just want to say this to make this very crystal clear for everyone watching this video anybody who self-identifies as a democrat a leftist whatever ars are not automatic rifles or assault rifles he didn't add that part in but i'm sure a lot of people know that ar just ar-15 is not um an assault rifle in fact assault rifle is not even a valid term i'll explain that well actually i'll explain it now so i don't forget um Assault rifle is using an adjective and a noun. Um, the adjective being assault and the noun being um, rifle. However, if you will notice that you cannot use the word assault as a noun. Uh, uh, no, not as a noun, as, a, as an adjective, which is a describing word. So, you can't say, dude, that was so assault, because it's not an adjective. It's a noun or a verb. You could say I was a victim of an assault, as a uh, as a ver as a noun, or you could say I'm being assaulted, which is um, which is a verb, or I am committing I commit I I am committing an assault currently. I don't know why I'd say that, but that would be a noun. Again, it cannot be used as a, a an adjective. You can't say, man, that was, our day was so assault. You can't. It's just not, it's not, it doesn't work like that. It's a verb or a noun. Anyway, I wanted to just make sure you guys knew that. So, anyway, it's not a verb or a noun. It's, it, no, it is, it can be used as a verb or a noun only. Not an adjective, which they're using an assault rifle. Again, not a real term. Armalite rifle. That is what AR stands for. Armalite rifle. Yeah. It is not a combat weapon. It is not a weapon that is uh, an automatic. It is a semi-automatic and is certainly not an assault weapon. It was not designed for combat. <laughs> when it was made, two variations <coughs> were made. Sorry. An AR-15 for civilian and law enforcement use. And a civilian. An M-16 used in Vietnam for 
battle purposes, for war purposes. The calibers are completely different. Mm -hmm. It is not the same type of weapon. It's not automatic. This is what the left does every <coughs> single time. And I know you guys see it. Anytime a shooting happens, they try to gin up fear. They try to use this as a fear tactic. Because Let me tell you something. Fear is an outstanding motivator. When everyone is ill-informed, anyone who's not shot an AR, anyone who just listens to the media, they are ill-informed. They do not understand what an AR is. And this is what... They don't understand what a gun is. They don't understand the purpose of a gun, how to use a gun. What uh, I, I saw a guy, a leftist, protesting, and he had a picture uh, or a sign that said, this is the size of a hole that an AR makes. Why do you need this? It was an anti-gun thing. And the hole was, alright, um, at least like four inches wide by four inches tall. It was a massive hole. And then, and then there was another guy, he came up there and he was holding a sign with the actual hole of an AR-15. It's, it's a relatively small hole, so just want to point that out. Um, so, yeah. The media does this is what the leftist politicians do. They gin up fear with an already misinformed population. This is what's happening right now. No, Joe Biden, we're not giving up our ARs. We're not giving up our high-capacity magazines just because the actions of one individual. Yep. And it's absolutely ironic that they want to say it's, it's white man's fault. It's the white individual's fault. Stop stereotyping people. Stop st putting people into a group saying that all white people are bad and all... That's just as racist as someone putting all black people into a stereotype. That's just as racist saying all white people are racist or all mass shooters are white or whatever. It's just as racist and just as disgusting to put any sort of group. That's the definition of racism. Making an assumption based on someone's skin color. So if you say all white people are racist, that's the most racist. That's one of the ro most racist things you can say. If you say all black people are criminals, cri cri criminals, that's just as racist. All Asian people can't drive. I'm just using the regular stereotypes. That's racist. All right. If you put any large group of people into a stereotype, that's racist or whatever the situation might uh, need. You know, it could be sexist or whatever. But anyway, you know, get back to the video or audio. All this sound the third. What happened was a tragedy. Yep. You blame the individual. You work on social change. You go out there, work on mental health. That's but do fact. not blame the individual. No. For the actions of another demented individual with a demented past who just one day decided his temper was just outrageous and wanted to go shoot up a supermarket. Yep. You don't blame everybody for that instance. You don't. That is not what we as Americans should do. We should be uplifting the families of the victims. We should be uplifting the families of the people that were there that day when that shooting happened. That claimed 10 lives, including a hero, a heroic police officer who has a, quite a few children, I think seven children, went into the scene and lost his life trying to stand up for those innocent citizens, those civilians that day. That is what we should be doing. None of this, what you're doing on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, is going to solve the problem. It's not going to solve the problem. People who are mentally unstable, mentally ill, are going to get a gun if they want to get a gun. And if they want to kill somebody, they're going to do it. 
But we have to keep working and fighting against that to make sure those types of people don't get guns. And it's not by banning assault weapons. It's not by banning ARs. It's not by banning pistols. That is not the solution. Tell Joe Biden he's wrong. He's not going to listen, but we're going to keep fighting. We are not done. We're going to stand up for the Second Amendment. God bless every single one of you. And that's the video. Um, very, I really like that video. He, uh, he lays it all out fairly well. One second. He lays it all out fairly well for 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 you guys to to understand. And again, it, let me let me just let me just say this: How did Nazi Germany happen? How did they? Um, how were they able to get the public to go along? Media propaganda. All right. Not only that, but they disarmed their citizens. They uh, made bans on all these weapons, saying that. Oh, uh, hunting accidents happen, oh, you know, uh, crime rates with guns and stuff, you know, all this stuff. They made a gun registry and a buyback, and that's how they disarmed their citizens. So they knew, so they, and then they tricked so many people. They took away their, they took away their citizens' guns. That was step one. Then they rolled out, and, uh, they, uh... They got, they got all those people and just wiped them out, you know. And that's how it went. They took away their guns. They took away the citizens' guns. Because they knew if they had weapons, they could protect themselves. Therefore, the gun control has not... There's one country, and that's Australia, where gun control has ever worked. There's still gun violence. I, I, I want to make sure you know that. There's still gun violence. People still obtain guns illegally and commit violent crimes, but gun control is not gun. It doesn't work. It never. It, it in that one case of Australia, it worked somewhat. And again, I don't know their exact policies on guns, but I do know it's uh, kind of it's fairly hard to get a gun there. So, but still, that's just one example of just about two hundred countries. Um. It it doesn't really work. Again, I want to point out Nazi Germany. They put it in your head that guns are bad and cause violence. They don't. People do. If you took away guns, people would still go and commit mass murders. You know, like, whether it be with an illegal gun. If you got rid of guns, if you just took guns out of the equation, they would go in there with, with a knife. They would go in there with a bat. They would go in there with a bomb. They would go in there with their fists. And they would, if people want, if people want to kill, they're going to do it, no matter what. It's not a problem with guns. It's a problem with people. It's a problem with the government dropping the ball, the government not paying attention to the actual causes, mental health and all that different stuff. It's not a problem with weapons or guns. It's a problem with people. We need to change societal norms. We need to... All this different stuff. We need to quit demonizing um, guns. We need to quit demonizing white people. We need to quit. De we need to quit demonizing each other. The only people that should be demonized are trash, murderers, rapists, stuff like that. Th those are the only people that should be looked down upon, or like just people that are dicks. 
dicks shouldn't, they should, like, you know, like, rude, arrogant people, like, they, they should not, like, I'm not saying to demonize them or anything, I'm just saying, like, just look, as long as someone's an upstanding citizen, look at them the way you look at, um, you know, someone that you, you like a friend, you know, if they're just a nice person, just say, just don't, you know, just treat them how you want to be treated, really, just treat people how you want to be treated, that's, you know, just forget all that demonizing stuff, whatever, you know, but still, uh, just treat people how you want to be treated, uh, that's, that's, that's kind of the point, and again, you can't... Gun, guns aren't the problem. People are the problem. Sick, demented individuals, like Ryan Fournier said, or Fournier, I don't know, again. Uh, like he said, you cannot blame an individual for the acts of another demented individual. That is just wrong. That is just... That's counterproductive. That's counterproductive. You know, it's it just doesn't work. It's stupid. But people believe it. That's the stupid thing. People believe it. They're so dumb, and I can't. And I don't. And I don't. I. I you know. I didn't really want to do one on the Boulder shooting, but or any of the shooting. The one at the Asian massage parlor. Again. Again. I want to make. I want to. I want to make this clear. All right. Just because someone that isn't white died doesn't make it a hate crime. It could. It don't. Actually, you know what? Every crime is a hate crime. Every murder, every rape is a hate crime. In essence, you know, it, it, it's a hate crime. But, you know, like, you, you see, you look at Florida. 400% increase in, uh, in uh, anti-Asian hate crime. But if you look at the statistics, there was only like four. There's only, there was only like four in the last... Like in, in like 2020 or 2019 or whatever, and you know there's a great I believe it's called Red Pillings on uh on uh, Instagram R E D P I L L I N G S Red Pillings like Red Pilling so and they do a lot of great stuff and they cite every single resource whether it be from the CDC Department of uh. Uh, prisons or wh wherever they, they always cite the resources, which is which is uh, a really great quality in a uh, research research thing. Um, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to uh, just wanted to say that <sighs> it's just people are so stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, wow. So. This is a long segment. I get really riled up about this kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, I want we have a new musician to introduce into our um, into our kind of nominations music group. I don't know what I don't know. What to call. We have a new musician, and uh, this isn't one that I just found online uh, on FMA or whatever. But I found. So, at that Saskatoon Freedom Rally, I didn't talk about this because I wanted to save it for now. We saw, There was a, a musician, a rapper, called R.C. R.C., like the letters R.C. And he was so amazing. I love his music. I love his message behind the music. It's, it's really great music. Um, and, again, like I said, it has to be extraordinarily good rap music, pop music, or country music for me to enjoy it. So, it says so much about him that 
immediately I took to his music. And personally, I wasn't sure if it was going to be that good uh, in the beginning. So, and, you know, typically when you go into something thinking, oh, I'm not going to like this, or you think, oh, I'm going to like this, you're going to like it or dislike it, depending on what you thought. I didn't think I was going to like it that much. Lo and behold, he is like, he's one of my favorite musicians now, my, one of my favorite singers. Um, I actually enjoyed it so much. He's so cool. Um, and in fact, I, I just uh, talked to him recently on on the Instagrams. Uh, go follow him at RC dot the dot rapper rc the rapper and uh, he has three songs out we have permission to play every single one of them on the on phenomena nations podcast we're gonna make this a uh, real a permanent thing hopefully and uh yeah you know and it's just it just says so much that he that so like me of course you know i could sit here for 20 minutes and talk about death metal you know and talk about how good it is and then go to a Saskatoon Freedom Rally and see this dude perform and just instantly be like, whoa, this is, this is cool. Not, not just because I like the, and I don't just listen to it because I like the, uh, uh, the message. I listen to it because I really, really like the music. I really like the beats, <laughs> the beats, uh, and all the lyrics pertain to the subject. And I really like that. You know, I listen. I, I, I listen to some rap, of course. You know, you have to. I, I have. I don't just listen to freaking death, brutal slam metal. Um, you know, I listen to some rap, and a lot of rap, um, or a lot of, and just a lot of music in general will have me have words and lyrics that just rhyme for the sake of rhyming that don't make sense to the subject. The RC, his music, it stays coherent the whole way through, and again, I, I didn't think I was going to like it at first, I'll be honest, but as soon as he started singing, it just like, whoa, this is actually really good, you know, and again, when I, usually when I go into something thinking I'm not going to like it, I usually don't, but again, like I said, I'm not the biggest rap fan, so that's kind of why. I didn't doubt him, in in in, in, in just him. I uh, again, I just doubted the music, but he proved me wrong, and and uh, yeah. So I think I think that I think he deserves bonus points for that, for uh, for creating some music that uh, music that isn't heavy metal that I really really enjoy, and uh, yeah. So I wanted to play. His music, um, every sing, every segment is gonna have some sort of music, um, behind it. This, uh, this, uh, the rest of the episode. Um, so coming up next, we have RC with uh, his song "Friends." This is the one of the two songs he performed at the uh, Saskatoon Freedom Rally. So I hope you enjoy it. Coming up next on Phenomena Nation's podcast on eighty-eight point five Crap Radio. We'll be right back. I'm not your enemy, but you don't want me near. I'm not your enemy, but I'm the one you fear. Why are you scared of me? That don't make no sense. We've all got enemies, and now what we need is friends. Uh, Trying to hold on to my friends who have different opinions. Victims of the tribalism in a broken system. Sometimes 
selfless mission But it's a crime to have an open mind and see it different Black and white, red and blue, they split us like a prism They sow division and we misdirect our good intentions But denigrating and snitching upon our neighbors Isn't doing anyone no favors, there's graver danger Can they really keep us safe with a baton and taser? Imposing fines on people who dare to show their faces? Arresting people for trying to earn their honest wages? Still don't believe that we ain't free cause we can't see the cages? What's the difference? Social distance stuck inside our places sacred it only ends when we can set aside our differences bring the wisdom in and build the future i'm not your enemy but you don't want me near i'm not your Alright Nation, we're back with, uh, this is actually going to be our last segment uh, of the show, because we are already on our 8th segment, and these ones have gotten a little bit long, I'm not sure the exact length of this show, but I know it's going to be real long, but anyway, uh, there's, I just want to, I just want this to be the the final segment of the show then we're going to do the sign off one and stick around for that because we're going to be playing um 
RC's The Virus. Uh, you, you heard his uh, song Friends just before this segment. And after this segment, we're going to play his song The Great Debate. I just want to get all of his songs played today because, you know, it's just really cool. I really enjoy the music, and uh, again, like I said, I didn't think I would like it going into it, because it's rap, but I was pleasantly surprised, surprised, and I really enjoy it, so I hope you can too, and yeah, that's going to come up next after this segment, but I want to talk about uh, a new game that I've had it for like a long time, but I I never had a PlayStation, so I got a PlayStation 4. Alright, I discussed this before on my podcast, What, which is better, a PlayStation, an Xbox, or a PlayStation or an Xbox. Overall, it has to go to the PlayStation. Xbox has the superior controller design, I will admit, um, and overall I think the Xbox and some, well... Some things are easier to manage on the Xbox, whereas some things are easier to manage on um, PlayStation. My An example would be going to the Xbox store is a little bit harder for me to find than it is on a PlayStation. So, uh, overall, the PlayStation 1, it, ha- it was more versatile, it was easier to use, but the p- controller design actually goes to the Xbox 360, not the Xbox One. The Xbox One ones, uh, Xbox One controllers are kind of stupid, but I'm getting used to the PlayStation 4 controllers. Anyway, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to get into this, and you know, I'm not the biggest guy who plays games. I don't just play games all the time. I, I do enjoy a, um, a, a video game, a sit down here and there. Maybe I'll play an online game with my friends, Rocket League, or I also enjoy a story, story-based video game, such as Red Dead Redemption. Um, I did a review on that. Please go listen to to this if you haven't heard that, because that was a really good game, and I'm going to be reviewing the second one today. Please go listen to that, just so it makes a little bit more sense to you. Um, you know, just just so I don't have to just just to cover up a few things. So yeah, uh, it's a it's a good game, but anyway, yeah. I, I, again, I'm not the biggest gamer, but when I find a game that I like, I like to uh, give time to it because uh, you know I like I I've, when I find something I enjoy, I like to enjoy it. I like to enjoy it. I like to to really to really get into it, have the full immersive experience, and uh, that's that's why I like Red Dead. So, uh, just a little bit of a... Red Dead Redemption is a video game set in the decline of the Wild West as uh, modernization rolls throughout the states. And, uh, you know, it has a story, a uh, a revenge story. uh, The first one, anyway. And it's uh, about a guy named John Marston who has to go and kill some of his former gang members because uh, he was part of a gang. And, uh... He, uh, his, his family was kidnapped by the government, and that was why, that was his job, so, yeah, and he, he eventually does, but gets killed in the end, but, you know, such a great game, so immersive, it's a, it's a free roam game, which is so sick, and just the, just the way that it is, and the, the work, and the, 
just the time and effort and beauty put into the game. Not gonna lie, I did cry at the end. Um, that sounds weird. But because it was so immersive and there was so much humanity to each character, it took me like three months, two, no, two months, two-ish months to complete the entire story. But again, it's a massive game. And I, do, and I only played it for like a little bit every time I sat down. I never really sat down and played it for hours on end. Because that's just not what I'm about, you know, but. But anyway, it took me a long time to finish. And. That, and, it, and in that time, I learned so much about these different characters, and they, and they all just felt so real. That it was almost like I was leaving like a piece of my life behind. And again, I know, and this, I, 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 I want, like, this never happens to me. I don't cry, I very rarely cry. Um, but it was just like watching Gran Torino. Watching the main character die to save someone that he cared about is just the... It's just the epitome of... It couldn't be done right, or it could be done very wrong. And I think they did it very right. And I've seen movies where the main character dies and I'm like, that did nothing. But it... I, I Again, I want to compare it to Gran Torino, because the main character died... He was killed in order to save, um, uh, people, in order to save someone that he, tr he, that he cared about, some people that he cared about, and that's exactly what happened in Red Dead, and, uh, you know, it, it was just a very emotional, again, that sounds just so weird, and I, and when I say it, it sounds very weird, um, but, y you know, it's just... Yeah, anyway, uh, the second one, it's definitely, um, in terms of gameplay and aesthetics, it is definitely a step up from Red Dead. I'm not sure about the story yet, because I'm only, uh, so far in, uh, it, it's bring, it brought back so many good memories. It's been five months since I played, uh, Red Dead 1, and again, it's one of the most memorable video games I've ever played. And I don't play that many video games, but you know, it's one that I definitely remember. And this one is just, wow, this is, there's so many similar things, uh, like just the, uh, overall gameplay, but there's, pr it, there is improvements in Red Dead 2. Um, that I'm talking about Red Dead 2 now because there, again, just the improvements, it's a little bit more smooth. You can you can play in first person, whereas in uh, the first one you can only play in third. You can you can pick what you want, but I prefer to play in third because it has uh, a little bit more immersive and more into the story. And I play with headphones on, which I couldn't do on my Xbox 360 because there is no uh, headphone jack. Well, there is, but it's for little headphone. It's for um, a certain type of headphone that I didn't have, and also I'm not even sure you can listen to the game audio with that, but anyway, again, this game is just so immersive, there's, I, I really enjoy it because there's so much more detail, more detail in the clothes, in the, in the outside, in the sand, in, in the mountains, in the, 
and they, it's just so much more immersive. Like, whereas if there was a clump of grass, that now there is individual blades of grass in this one. It's it's very more, very much more immersive and real, realistic. Um, the cutscenes are just amazing. Um, it's just so much, so, so much like the first game that it's enjoyable, but it, yet it is its own thing. And it's very, um, it's perfect so far, knock on wood, but it's perfect so far. It has, again, like I said, it has the aesthetics of the first game that gives me that kind of nostalgic feeling and it keeps it close enough to the first game where I can play it uh, without having to relearn anything. Where, But it still keeps that individuality that sets it apart from the first game. But still keeps it very, very awesome. And, you know, it's a... It, there's just... So, and they brought back so many different things. And it... It's a prequel to the first one, actually. Um, it shows it, it actually features John Marston from the first from the first one. Um, uh, he's part. Of, he's still part of the gang he was in earlier. So this is before anything happened. And I, you play as Arthur Morgan, who is uh, part of the, also part of the gang. And he, him, and uh, John Marston are very close. They they also filler, uh, filler, um, feature, uh, Dutch Vanderland, um, what else? Bill Williamson, and Javier Escuela, who you, who who you kill in the first one. All those guys they die, because that's who you're sent to kill. They're part of your old gang, and just it 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 calls it has so many callbacks to the to the first game. Yeah, again, it stays separate and true to a sequel. Or a prequel, actually. But, you know, it, it when you see John Marston, you're like, Oh my god, that's the guy! You know, like when you're watching a sequel or a, uh, or a prequel to a movie and you see a guy, Oh my gosh, that's a guy from the first movie! You know, stuff like that. And, uh... It, it's really just um, such an immersive experience and such an awesome experience... I it, this game, uh, Red Dead Two, it took eight years to make because of the extensive research that they had to do. They with they would go to um, different areas of the states and study them and like look at them and and just uh, and get a feel for it. And they'd do all their research about times in the old west and and it took eight years to make. And it took cost. Um, I think somewhere in the two hundreds of millions to create this game. The first one was about a hundred million ish to to create, and the first one took like six years, also. So it, it was. Uh, it's a very um, and you can tell that they took their time with it because it's such an immersive experience, such an amazing. It's so detailed. It's it almost feels real, except you know you you like respawn and stuff, but and and again like 
another thing, like, when you kill someone, in the first one, it just, there, there's just, like, a bloody hole, that's not very detailed, and, but in this one, you can, like, blow people's heads off, like, it just leave a bloody stump, and it just, <laughs> I know, this, yeah, that's whatever, but, it's, uh, again, it's so much more immersive, and it feels, again, it feels more real than the first one, where, when, uh, the, the first one feels, like, smooth, and I'm not, not, not like a good smooth, but I'm not, not like a bad smooth either. It's just like a, it's all, like, uh, I don't know how to explain it. It just seemed less detailed, less detailed. That's, it, it looked less detailed, although it, there is so much detail, enough detail to make it, um, so, so unique as a game, but um and then again this uh this this one red dead 2 is much more refined and detailed you can you you go to and you see a pine tree you can kind of make out the individual needles it's very and that where in the first one you could kind of you could tell it was a pine tree but it wasn't as detailed although i do like the hunting aspect in the first one better significantly more so you could uh, you could just collect as much meat as you want, and uh, just the storing of stuff in general in the first one, you could just um, store as much stuff as you wanted at any time. In this one, you have a limit, which I think is kind of stupid. Why ruin a good thing? But that's my only gripe with this game so far. Uh, again, knock on wood, but this is this is such a good game. I I would recommend it to anyone who has a PlayStation who's into these story oriented uh um story oriented story oriented games who wants a really immersive experience. Uh I'd play the first one first. However, uh if you if you can get a hold of that I currently have both um in my possession. However, there was a there was uh one before Red Dead Redemption. There's Red Dead Revolver. I've never played that because it was for the original Xbox, and I've never come into contact with one. I've never even seen one, apart from like being sold at a at a flea market for way too much. Um, I've never played Red Dead Revolver. I'm just talking about the Red Dead Redemption one and two. So, if you don't don't get that confused, uh, in the in in the original Red Dead Revolver, it follows Red Barlow, who is a uh, Red Harlow, I can't remember. He's a bounty hunter, but anyway, it's it's not as immersive from what I've read. There's not as much of a storyline as there is in the Red Dead Redemption one and two. Um, uh, the only thing is, I want to play Red Dead Online. I'm not sure if it needs PlayStation Plus. I haven't checked yet, but but I want to play with my friends. But none of my friends uh, care about Red Dead Redemption, you know, because they cause they're stupid. Um, very it. And, uh, it's very similar to... It's actually made by the same guys who made, uh... What is it? Uh, Grand Theft Auto. And, uh... You can definitely tell there's similarities between the two. Actually, with all their games. Uh, or... Well, the three that I've played... I'm not even sure if they have any more games. I have no idea. Anyway, there's Ellie Noir, Um... Red Dead Redemption and GTA V. Or G... Or the entire Grand Theft Auto... Grand Theft Auto series, and then the Red Dead Redemption 1 and 2. L.A. Noir is a cop game, so it's less of a, it's less immersive, you know, it's kind of boring, you have to go and do the cop things, but 
You can't just go around killing people. Whereas in Red Dead Redemption and uh, GTA, it's uh, you're more of an outlaw. GTA, I'm not. I, I prefer Red Dead to GTA, but anyway, it's uh, again, it's Rockstar is very good at making very very immersive games. I will give this to uh, Ellie Noir though. It's very immersive. You you feel like you're a cop in like the 50s or the 40s. No, it was the 40s, I think. And yeah, so that's uh, that's that's kind of yeah. That's that's just my thoughts on Red Dead Redemption Two. I'll probably give a full review uh, when I am um, finished the game, but you know that's just kind of my thoughts on it so far. Anyway, we're just gonna play a song. Uh, this is called "The Great Debate" by RC. Um, it's a shorter song, so yeah, that, it, it's just short. It's a good song, though. I really enjoy the, uh, the music and the lyrics. Lyrics are actually pretty deep. I really enjoy this song. Coming up next, um, the Great Debate by RC. We'll leave a link to. Uh, I'll just put. I'll just put it in um, um, his Instagram and uh, YouTube instead of individual. It makes it easier for me, and that way you can just go and view all this stuff at the same time. Um, you know. But again, I'll just leave the YouTube, his YouTube channel, and his Instagram, so you can go check that out. Uh, coming up next, the Great Debate by RC on Phenomenon Nation's podcast on eighty-eight point five Crap Radio. We'll be right back to sign off. Wow, three years. I've been doing this podcast for three years. I took a big break in between, whoa, a couple months. Uh, two or three months, I believe. It kind of just slipped out of my radar. And I, uh, I didn't do it for a long time. But, um... You know, I'm back in the I'm back in the spirit of things. I, I uh, did it bi-weekly for a while. Now I'm back to doing it weekly. Well, not this, not these last uh, like five or six weeks, um, because I've been doing a uh, I've been doing a driver's ed thing, and it takes up a lot of my time. And you know, it just didn't work out. But uh, as soon as I'm done that, I will um, 
I'll get right back on doing the weekly thing. And, you know, what we do. I'm uh, pretty glad about what I've been doing here. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, just... I just really enjoy doing this. I, I I just hope you enjoy it too. I hope you're you are. Um, I hope you're fans of my show. If you're listening, and if you are, please tell your friends about it. I um I I think I touched on some pretty big issues today. I I wanted to do that uh, especially because it was the anniversary, and I wanted to touch on a few things that I feel very strongly about. Um, COVID and gun control and. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. Um, that's why I talked about it, actually. I could have talked about it on any other episode, but it was my anniversary episode. Uh, so I decided, why not, you know? Typically, I would have waited until I was done to even talk about it. But, you know, again, anniversary episode, so... Wow, it just... It just... It's just... Wow! Three years! Established April third, twenty eighteen. That's where the that's where my uh, that's wh- that's why I've been spewing the truth since twenty eighteen. Is Max Bichette spewing the truth since twenty eighteen? Um, uh, you know, it's just I've been I've been doing this since twenty eighteen. My first episode was Stranger Things, you know, and I, I oh, and I cringe when I listen to my earlier episodes. Anything before like the 40s, the, uh, 40s of episodes, I just, I don't listen to it, and that's probably not a good way, because a lot of people start from the beginning, I know I do, a podcast, when they start to listen to them, and I may, uh, I may turn a lot of people away with that, but, uh, anyway, if you stuck with me this long, awesome, um, I, uh, I think my voice has matured a little bit, which we, oh, I didn't. I don't like listening to my voice when I was a little kid doing a podcast uh, talking about things like cryptozoology, which uh, you know was probably sound a lot better if I had my voice now then, or if I just had uh, a deeper voice a long time ago, that would have been a lot more helpful actually. But whatever. It's uh, I and I also like I oh I'm just trying too hard. To be what I'm not, what I'm just, I'm just trying too hard to be every other podcast host that I've ever heard. So, I hope I found my fit. I think what I'm doing now with the radio show format, broadcasting to a radio station that um, only broadcasts about a thousand feet from my studio, but whatever, it's, uh, it's, uh, um, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I think I found my fit doing, uh, doing just segments and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it's, uh, playing, playing music, uh, getting, getting some notoriety to smaller musicians. It's, uh, it's a very, it's very, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with myself, uh, with all this. So, it's, uh, it's been a crazy few years I've managed to have uh, at least a couple um, listeners that have stayed with me throughout most of it. Anyway, I hope I didn't come off as crazy when I talk about, uh, like, COVID in my earth. One second. Oh, that's some good water right there. Um, COVID in my earlier episodes when I kind of came to my senses. 
talking about like Obama planned it. Well, I don't not say that, but I try to come look at it from a more logical standpoint. I personally, um, if you if you read uh, Joe Biden talking about, uh, he did a can't I listened to it on the newest episode of the Corbett Report. Um, but he, uh, it, it, episode 397. Go listen to that, Corbett Report. C-O-R-B-E-T-T Report. Corbett Report. It's the last guy. It's the guy's last name. And Joe Biden, before COVID-19 was in the public eye, really, uh, he was talking about how life is more, um, hard to deal with now with um, infectious diseases and stuff, and there was nothing in the public eye, nothing, um, it's weird, I'm not explaining it right, but go listen to it, whatever, um, so, you know, I, I do personally think it's been planned, um, it's been planned for a long time, and, uh, whether or not they knew it was going to be a virus, I I feel like they had something like this planned for a long time, and maybe it was like a, or maybe it was just like a, like a never let a good, never let a good crisis go to waste, or maybe they just, they've known about COVID-19 forever, and literally just told us about it to get hyped up, or whatever, I don't know, I don't know, could be made in a lab, could be, all I, all I know is that it has only a 2% transmission rate, and... Very, very, very small. So anyway, that's uh, that's just kind of bleh. Even though the numbers are actually eighty, uh, at least eighty-five percent smaller, it would still be two point. No, no, it would actually be a lot smaller. The transmission rate, the death rate, would still be the same, even if you took away eighty-five percent of the numbers. But you know, that's just because that's how numbers work. It would still only be a 2% death rate, which means you have a 98% chance of surviving it, and a 98% chance of not getting it. Which, I don't know, I don't see the, uh, I don't see the hype, I don't see the scaredness of it, but whatever. Anyway, speaking of COVID, we're gonna play this, uh, song, an outro, well, it was not our regular outro song, which is, suddenly it occurs to me there's no ocean here by Artificial Intelligence in Texas, and we're going to be playing The Virus by R.C. This is the first song I ever heard by him when he was, when I saw him live at the uh, Saskatoon uh, Freedom Rally. But, we uh, we hope you enjoy the song. It's, uh, it, it, it kind of brings light to COVID with, uh, kind of make, kind of, it, it looks at it from a logical standpoint in a song, which is really refreshing um, not just, like, hearing it in talking, like, just regular speech, but actually hearing someone look at it logically through song, and I'm, uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really glad about that, so anyway, that's gonna come up next, but anyway, I'm Max Pichette of Phenomenon Nation's podcast, um, don't forget to say no to mandatory masks, and Party on. Whoever would have thought we could slip so far. 
the whole world locked down in a prison without bars suspicious of our neighbors arguing with our friends it's like we're counting down the days till society ends but let's be honest democracy died a long time ago how long have we been spinning in place like a dynamo switching up one puppet for another muppet actor but the strings are all connected to the same puppet masters infecting every screen with their propaganda cues staying out of view watching from the pews trying to keep us all inside where they pump us full of news only angles they approve censoring the truth to make you think that i'm the enemy of our time as if standing up for my freedom is some kind of fucking crime so ask yourself what's the bigger threat to humankind the virus in the body or the virus in the mind days go by as we march to the ending those in control you won't last start It's floating through the air The virus can infect you without you being aware The virus is everywhere, yet the virus is invisible Not being afraid of the virus makes you a criminal The virus kills businesses, livelihoods and freedoms The virus picks and chooses and the virus has its reasons But the virus favors some, so be grateful if you're chosen Church is closed for service, but the liquor stores are open The virus won't stop until everything is broken Till everyone is injected and all that we own is stolen Till the streets are desolate except for cops who patrol them Making sure you have your papers and your permits for Roman, while the old die alone, history is repeating, orchestrated behind closed doors and secret meetings, the scheme uses fear to coerce our compliance, but I will not sit in silence, it's time to cure the virus, days go by as we march to the ending, those in control, you won't last, start repenting, we know the truth, we won't fall for your end. You just heard another episode of your favorite podcast, Phenomena Nations. Phenomena Nations podcast is a part of the Phenomena Nations podcast network, obviously. Some of the shows in the network include the Poisonous Podcast, How About That A, Timmy T Talks with Luke, and of course, Phenomena Nations. You can check out any one of those other podcasts. Links are in the description. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. And say no to mandatory masks and party on.